everybody. Hello, everyone. This is Jonathan. And Ashley. Washington now. Finally back. Thank you, Jesus. And this is what WWJD. Right what, now. <laughs> what would Jesus do right now? A daily podcast showing how God's promise is still relevant in our lives today. I wish that you viewers could see our faces right now because we're quite animated and and my husband called this a daily podcast and as all of our listeners know um, so far, we have not lived up to that, um, but the Lord says speak those things as they are, though they be not, so with the help of the Lord and, and maybe a little um, accountability from some of our listeners. <clears throat> You know, we will uh, be able to do this thing daily. So you guys mm-hmm. just pray for us because it, it is a challenge. We we love reading the Word, but a lot of times just sitting down and recording is it, it's difficult sometimes. But it doesn't yes. have to be that way. We just make it difficult. So Jesus, help us. The Lord will provide. <laughs> he always does. Thank you, Jesus. And my wife is going to do the honor mm-hmm. of setting up. What is going to be um, part one of the study of the first church and the first Christian church, right? Yes. Yes, the first church founded upon the rock. I just wonder, I know most of our viewers do, but maybe for someone out there, they have no idea what we're talking about. Um... So I just want to set up a little background here. Um, at this point, you know, um, Christ has descended back into heaven. Um, well, we're going to get there. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. But um, we're going to take a look at at the church that Christ established. Um, and, and as we experience today, he's not physically here with us, but he did impart with us a gift and um, we're going to be in the book of Acts and we're going to find out through this study um, who or what that gift is and also um, some of the responsibilities of the early church and the church today. Okay, amen. And um, we're going to get into chapter 1 and the beginning of chapter 2 today. Um, And I'm just going to go ahead and let you get started and so we can basically get an understanding of what we're looking at because not every Christian knows about the establishment mm-hmm. of the first church or how it came to be. Yeah. I honestly didn't know any of this until um, the past year and I grew up in church my whole life. If the doors were open, we were in there, but I never learned of this gift that we're going to read about in just a moment mm-hmm. until... Um. Yes, until this past year. Hmm. Yes. All right. Yeah. Well, you begin. Okay. Um. So we're gonna read out of um the New Spirit Filled Life Bible. Um. It was gifted to us from a dear pastor friend of ours. Um. And and we thank Jesus for him daily. Amen. Um. Okay. So we're just gonna do a little. Preview here 
And, and I'm just going to stop talking now and read. Okay, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> the book of Acts is a record of practicing Christianity under the power of the Holy Spirit. Hmm. It's a record of practicing Christianity under the power of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> it teaches believers how to live together in meaningful Christian fellowship, sharing freely with one another. And I noticed here they shared freely. They didn't hold anything back. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Help us, Lord. <laughs> Conversely, Acts also shows that Christians inevitably will have disagreements, such as which denomination to go to, mm -hmm. but they still shared freely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Unity. 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 Let's keep it's going. not about what separates you, but it's Amen. about what brings you together. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Christians will inevitably have some disagreements but God gives wisdom and grace to settle our differences even though the early church had its share of strong personalities there was still a willingness to listen and to submit to one another mm. probably the most prominent characteristic of the early Christians was their spiritual power they fasted and prayed fervently hallelujah and their faith released the miracle working power of god why because without faith it's impossible to please god amen acts is about ordinary people doing extraordinary things signs followed those who believed Amen. 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 And I, I feel led. Um, go ahead, love, while I turn. Sorry. And and that is the title of this week's lesson. Ordinary people doing extraordinary things. And there's a lot of backstory that kind of is a prequel to Acts and Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John Ooh, are predecessors uh, of, of you know of this book. They they give you the backstory, the understanding of how we get to this point. How Jesus built the church. Exactly how Amen. the church was established. Thank how the Holy God. Spirit came to be, and yes. and in the beginning of Acts, you learn so much about the Holy Spirit in so few verses. Amen. But you're, the Lord is able to help you to expound on it because it, He gives you layers. God will layer it like a cake. Mm -hmm. and, and, and as you get through the layers, you, you'll ingest what the Lord has for you. Amen. And you'll continue to be hungry to hear more because it, it, the first church was a church of few. It started with disciples. And it was a church that foundation grew heavily and expounded over the nations because of the faith and understanding of the disciples and what they saw. 
what the people in in, in the different nations that what the Gentiles saw people who were so called not of the 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 faith not of the chosen people but God used these people to spread this faith so far and it, it it's it's such a great experience and I, I, I and we're gonna get a little bit of this backstory right here my wife is picked up on something and it, and it's really hit her spirit let's let's see what we have here okay um i just want to say first and foremost just thank you jesus for your for your guidance thank you jesus for your direction lord jesus i just ask that you know as we as we deliver the message that that you've placed on our hearts lord jesus the your message father god as we deliver your word lord jesus i pray that you just anoint our mouths to speak your truth and love lord jesus that we would never speak anything of our personal opinion father god but that everything that we'd speak would bring bring glory and honor to you jesus jesus i just thank you for this opportunity lord jesus lord jesus i ask that you just cover the minds of myself and my husband right now lord jesus just drive out any distraction from the enemy in jesus name lord jesus i just ask that you empty us and use us however you see fit in jesus name we pray amen amen so as as my husband was talking, and the Lord dropped this in my spirit, um, the role of the early church, you know, because um, we we never want to give glory and honor to the people, you know, all glory and honor belong to the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, but as as we've been learning recently, we have to learn as the church who we are in Jesus Christ and what roles and responsibilities that we have as Christian people because you can't just carry the title Christian and not live it as we as we um or as I read earlier or we myself and my husband yes thank you Jesus um the early church you know some of their roles their responsibilities they fasted and they prayed fervently and and they they didn't they weren't busy shunning other Christians. You know, they were fellowshipping with one another. They were sharing freely with one another. They were confessing their faults to one another, not for the purpose of gossiping behind their backs, but for the purpose of prayer. And and we as a church, we we need this right now. We need this reminder. Myself especially needs this reminder that that as a child of God, we are called, we are chosen, we are loved. My Jesus, if we could ever just even grasp just a minute piece of how much we are loved by Jesus, our lives will change completely forever. Um, so many of us, you know, we read, we're like, okay, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm a Christian. I have to tell people, you know, I'm a Christian. You know, but, but what does it really mean? to live for Christ. Like like what am I what am I supposed to do? You know, what what does the church do? And um we've we've seen two things already. Well, first we know, you know, we have to make that decision to follow Jesus Christ because without him, we can't become part of the church. We we can't do anything. So um the Bible says with man this is impossible, but with Christ all things are possible. <clears throat> so with Christ, we can we can become members of the true church. Um, and the Lord had me flip over to Mark, 
Um, this is chapter 16, and, and I'm going to start in verse 15. And this is what Jesus is actually saying to his disciples. This is after the crucifixion. He's risen from the dead. Um, and, and, and he's meeting with his disciples. And <laughs> actually, I'm going to go back to, to verse 14. Um, it says, later he appeared to the eleven. Because Judas, we know what happened to Judas. He betrayed the Lord and, and ended up committing suicide. Um, never turn your back on Jesus. Um, later, Jesus appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table. And he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart. Because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who truly believe. In my name they will cast out demons. Mm, hallelujah. In my name, in Jesus' name, they will speak with new tongues. In Jesus' name, they will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Mm, thank you, Jesus. Now, if that wasn't a blessing that touched your spirit, I don't know what to tell you. Thank you, Jesus. And it sets up Acts chapter 1 so beautifully. All right. This is a great setup. And, um... Before we get started, there um, just a few tidbits. Um, I want to continue to encourage our listeners to encourage others. Amen. Because if you have the faith, if you believe in God, and you're walking in the faith, then it's on us to pass off God's love to others. Amen. And if you feel not not trying to promote myself, but instead trying to promote God, if you believe that this podcast has been beneficial to you, then pass it on to a friend. Pass it on to someone who you feel would benefit from hearing and being a part of this ministry. Lord has been very good to us. He has blessed us with so much. Amen. Given us such profound understanding of things that help us to move forward in life. And Lord, we just, it, it's such a blessing. And we have to continue to study, pray, fast. We're, we're part of an awesome spirit-filled church at About My Father's Ministry. Here in Valdosta, Georgia. And we're moving forward. And the Lord is just opening so many doors. And our outreach program that will be later on this month 
the Lord has really been truly blessing us. And I ask that you guys just keep us in prayer and help us to just really see God's fulfilling grace and mercy in our lives. Because who knows where we would be without the Lord? Who knows where we would be? And without the encouragement of our brothers and sisters. Yeah. And Lord, I just want to come to you, homeless who know how. Just give you thanks for another day. Thank you for life, health, and strength. Lord, please just allow your Holy Spirit to come down and anoint our heads. Allow your words to be spoken through us, Lord God. We all this in your son, Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. As we start... As we start... In uh, chapter 1, verse 1, verse 1, it says, The former account I made, O Theopilus, of all that Jesus began to do and teach, began both to do and teach, until the day in which he was taken up after he through the Holy Spirit had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of things pertaining to the kingdom of God and um, something that, that came out in this, this verse, and it was just, these were all ordinary men from very different walks in life. And Jesus touched their hearts in different ways. And men that probably would have never known each other if it hadn't been for the grace and mercy of God to bring them together to set a foundation that would greatly, greatly move forward God's promise. And as we move on down to verse 4, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye, you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? Kingdom to Israel. And he said to them, It is not for you to know the times. Or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria until the end of the earth. This brings us to our first point. Learning of God's promise and his power. Verse 4 is really, really was highlighted to me. 
It's because it was the beginning of understanding the power of the Holy Spirit. And beginning of the understanding of God's promise to bring the Holy Spirit as a comforter and a guide for us. And it says, And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which, he said, you, you have heard from me. Because Jesus had already told them about that they wouldn't be left alone, that the Lord would leave a comforter, which was the Holy Spirit. And he told them, wait, don't depart until you receive that promise. That the, that the Lord sent you. That you heard from me. Because hmm. God is not a man who, would, who should lie. God is not a God who would lie. We can stand on this word from today all the way to the end of time. And it would never change. He said, wait. Stay right there. And that is the highlighted part of this. Wait on God's promise. Because waiting on God's promise builds faith. And faith builds character. Character builds perseverance. And these are the things that we need that we can't give ourselves. We can't give ourselves any of these gifts that God has blessed us with. Because if we could give it to ourselves, there would be no need for God. But God says, be patient and wait. Because when God activates our faith in His timing, we will know. And there's, there's a second part to that. Because at first, we learned about waiting on God and having faith. Now as we continue to move down from verse 6 to verse 8. Okay, read verse 6 again. Therefore, when they came together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? Because if you go back to verse 5, <clears throat> the Lord was telling them that for John baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit, not many days from now. So he's telling them that through their patience and waiting, soon they will receive the Holy Spirit, which they were promised from by God. And now they're asking, well, is this when you return when we receive the Holy Spirit? Is this when you will come back? And reestablish us in our rightful place in Israel. And God and Jesus goes on to say. It is not for you to know. Times or seasons. Which the father has put in his own authority. Now what. What does that word authority mean? If you. If we look at God as our supervisor, he has authority or say so over us. I can't go to my supervisor and say, hey, man, I need you to go do this, this and that. 
Because that's not the role that I play. As a servant of God, I listen and I move based on what God tells me to do. And I can't ask God, hey God, I need you to baptize me in the Holy Spirit on the third Wednesday of November. Because God's going to be like, well, who are you to tell me what to do? And we have to humble ourselves. And as we go on to verse 8, it says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem. And in all Judea and Samaria. And to the end of the earth. And there my friends. Is the beginning. Of something. That is so beautiful. And elegant within itself. Because. The Lord said, when you receive it, you will have the power to cast out demons, the power to spread God's word, the power to show God's love, the power to, to give out the gifts which the Lord has given you for the furtherment of the kingdom. Because it is only through the grace of God that we have any of this. And this is a promise not only for their time, but for our time today. Because we have to understand if God allowed them to have this authority. What say you? What? you think what do you think God has planned for you because even Jesus himself said to the disciples why do you look upon me this way all these things I do you can do the same and greater so what do you believe we can do today by allowing the Holy Spirit to be the comforter and guide in our lives we can be ordinary people Doing extraordinary things for not for our own sake, but for the glory of God. Period. That is what we're establishing. The covenant that God established with our forefathers was not so we could live comfortably, but so that we can bring glory and honor to God in all that we do, in all that we say, and every step of every day will be dedicated to living within the will in which God has established for our lives. And how can we learn the established ways if we don't know how God first started it with the new people, with the new covenant that was established through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Amen. How can we understand it if we don't know how to activate Amen. that faith? That's what the book of Acts shows us. How do we activate our faith? Uh Sorry, I just, I got so excited. I did not mean to interrupt you. Um, when you said, how do we activate our faith? I've been itching this whole time because the Lord showed me. Um, 
the church, they got together. You know, this isn't something that just happened. They didn't know how long they were going to be waiting for this gift. The Lord just told them, or Jesus told them, he said, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Well, we know a day with the Lord is as a thousand years. We don't know. They didn't know how long it was going to take. All they knew was that he commanded them to pray together in unity for this gift of the Holy Spirit. And I know from personal experience, because um, obviously the baptism of water and the baptism of the Holy Spirit were two different things, because he says in verse 5, For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. I know from experience I've been baptized with water several times. But I wasn't baptized by the Holy Ghost yet. Because I, I never understood this. <clears throat> but the Lord has removed the scales from, from both of our eyes, mine and my husband's, and, and so many of his other people. And he wants to bring awareness to this. This isn't something that just happens overnight. But this is something that we pray fervently for. This is something that we fast for. It is truly a gift from God. It is truly, um, the Holy Spirit is truly our guiding power. You know, but it, it takes work and, and it's hard. You know, it, it being a Christian is not for the faint-hearted. It's not for the weak. And I know personally when, when we start praying for the baptism of the Holy Spirit and as we're waiting for these things, a lot of times the Lord will purge us of things or the Lord will will ask us to to give up things and and I just want to encourage all of our listeners right now that if there be anything you know that that stands in our way between us and the Lord whether it be whether it be a hidden sin whether it be doubt whether it be unbelief whether it be lack of faith whether it be lust whether it be homosexuality whatever it be Nothing is too great for our King Jesus. He already paid the price for that sin. And so all he's waiting for you to do is say, Jesus, I don't believe you. Prove me wrong. Jesus, I can't stop cussing. Help me. Jesus, I, I want to be your disciple, but, but I have too much sin in my heart. Jesus, I need your help. And before you know it, not many days from now, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit, as it says in verse 5. Now, as we continue to move forward, and we, we, we start to really get an understanding of things a little bit more. It's it's little bits and pieces, but speaking of moving forward, um, when we get down to verse 9, when you start to see Jesus and the last sighting of Jesus, and it's a message that is, 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 is very emotional because they, they've been, these disciples have been journeying with Jesus for a while. And someone 
you just get him back and and now he's getting ready to leave and it's it's a heart-wrenching time and as we get into verse 9 once again it says now when he had spoken these things while they watched he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight and while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up behold two men stood by them in white apparel who also said men of Galilee why do you stand gazing up in the heaven this same Jesus who was taken up from you into the heaven will so come in the in like manner as ye saw him go into heaven oh man Lord Jesus then they returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives which is near Jerusalem a Sabbath day's journey and when they had entered, they went into the upper room where they were staying. Peter, James, John, and Andrew, Philip, and Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, the son of Apollos, Simon, the son of the, 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 Zeliot, the Zealot, and Judas, the son of James. They also, they, they all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary the mother of Jesus and his brothers what a wonderful sight the movement of God in our lives can really stir up our spirits when Jesus descended back into heaven they were all there to watch and witness and to see this happening because you know we're 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 men and women of the flesh, and sometimes we'll get caught being stuck looking at things with our physical eyes and not looking at things through our spiritual eyes. And when we do so, we sometimes lose sight. We sometimes get a devil in our ear talking to us. But at this moment, there was no doubt in their minds and it was this is such an emotional picture if you can see it in your mind of Jesus descending to heaven and then the disciples watching him leave and descend and it doesn't stop there then two men in white apparel come to say why do you look upon him because he will return in the same manner Jesus will return he's coming back for us and that is something to have joy about. To be able to go up with the Father and the Son and, and live a joyous life in heaven. But first, we have to establish ourselves here. First and foremost, we have to establish, or rather, God has to establish who we are. And we have to move in that likeness. And, and, and what happened after... This happened. They went to the upper room. The disciples went to the upper room and they gathered and, and, and they they prayed and they sang and they were in unity and it was a blessing. The brothers and sisters of Christ came together and with prayer and supplication all in unison. Doing, doing God's work from the beginning. 
Gathering with the brothers and sisters in Christ is a blessing from God that cannot be understated. Cannot be understated. And this is the beginning establishing the Holy Spirit. That comforter, that guide, that one that will help us to see God moving in our lives. That calming voice that will talk to you. That gives you insight. That, 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 that conscience, that spirit conscience that lets you know, gives you conviction when you sin. That inner man continue, that will continue to be built inside of you to help you to grow and to be that man or that woman that God has called you to be. Ordinary people doing extraordinary things for the Lord. Not bringing any honor and glory to ourselves, but all to the Father because He is the one who gave us the opportunity to serve Him because He first loved us even when we did not love ourselves or love Him. And the Spirit-filled church is a church of connection. The Spirit-filled spirit love is love straight from on high. Because we'll put our brothers and sisters before ourselves. Because Jesus put it all on the line for us. And there's nothing we could do to repay that debt. But God's grace and mercy is sufficient. And we have to move forward knowing that God is here. Moving forward and asking that for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because we have to separate ourselves from the iniquity. We have to separate ourselves from the world. Because we can't, as my wife brings about, you can't sip of the cup of God in a cup of demons. You can't talk out of both sides of your mouth. There's no gray area with the Lord. The world would have you believe that there's gray areas. There's little white lies. There's little sins. There's big sins. Everything lines up on the same spectrum with God. You either for God or against God. You either love or you hate. And we have to have that spirit-filled love for our brothers and our sisters. Because if we claim to love God... And judge and hate and talk bad about our fellow brothers and sisters. No matter how big or how small you think what you're saying, oh, that doesn't hurt their feelings. That was just that wasn't anything. I was just kidding. But guess what? The Lord doesn't see it that way. Because God says, if you say you love me but you curse your brother, then you're a liar. And the truth is not in you. So we have to extend the hands. That's why my wife brought this to my attention. And the church has really been driving this home. Our church has really been driving this home. Brother Buck has really been a blessing. The Lord is really spitting fire right now. Because we have to be our brothers and sisters' backbones. We have to reach out to our brothers and sisters. If we know our brothers and sisters had a hard time last week. Guess what, we, guess what the Lord will have us to do this week? To reach out to them, to, to communicate with them, to talk to them. Even if you just sit there and listen to an hour conversation about something that you 
you don't understand at all. But you being there for your brothers and sisters, willingly being there and stepping in for them, the Lord will move in you guys' lives. And that's how you build the church. That's how you establish communion. That's how you establish God's love in other people's lives. Because you never know the effect you have on someone. You may not ever see it. But you never you can never truly understand the effect you have on each other's lives. So we have to continue to be there for others more than we want to be there for ourselves. Sometimes it gets really hard to put ourselves on the back burner. Especially if you've, you've had to do it consecutively for a long time. But the cares of our lives are in God's hands. And it's our job to care and to nurture others. So that they can come to the realization that the same thing. And it continues the pattern of the grace and mercy of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Continues that pattern. There was a movie that um, I saw when I was a kid. It was called Paying It Forward. When somebody does something good for you, guess what? You do something good for somebody else. And then they do something good for them and it just keeps going on and on and on. That's how we break the generational gap. That's how the generation after us and the generation after that would know about the love and the grace and mercy of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father God knows our hearts. He knows what we need. He knows the sacrifices that come with living for Him. But would you rather sacrifice pleasure on earth for a place in heaven or would you rather have all your joy here I know me and my wife are certain we choose heaven every time Amen. I just want to just say thank you guys for supporting us for uh, praying for us praying for us for being with us and for just continue to encourage us to continue to help us to push forward with, with the ministry that the Lord has blessed our hearts with and I just want to just encourage you guys to continue to read and dissect the word I pray you guys read Acts chapter 1 and chapter 2 um, if this has been a blessing to you please continue to subscribe pass it on to your friends, family, co-workers we would love to hear get some insight from you guys. We're currently um, creating um, a social media page for our ministry. should be up soon. And I just pray that the Lord continue to help you guys. Hope you guys have a blessed week. If you have anything, any questions or concerns, you feel free to uh, message us on our respected uh, social media sites and there are many different ways, many different ways you can listen to our podcast. And um, I have, we have them all listed on our pages as well. And I, my wife doesn't have anything else. I just want to just say thank you guys again. This is, once again, my name is Jonathan. I'm Ashley. And this is WWJD Right Now. What Would Jesus Do Right Now? And I also want to give uh, a thanks to Flipboard. 
being a great sponsor. Anchor for also being a great sponsor. And as always, you guys have a great blessed day. Signing off. Bye-bye now. Goodbye.